1: Where we bring you the best exclusive celebrity news, the juicy celebrity interviews, insider secrets about all of your favorite stars, and now your host, former editor-in-chief of Cosmo, Glamour, and Us Weekly, the president and editor-in-chief of HollywoodLife.com,
2: Bonnie Fuller. Hey guys, it's the Hollywood Life Podcast, and we've got so much to talk about today. Kim Kardashian, she is now a mom of three. Her little baby girl was born earlier this week. We've got all kinds of info about that. Kylie's reaction to it. Of course, Kylie's pregnant. Chloe's announcement that she's pregnant. That happened on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. But of course, we told you first months ago. Then, Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez. They are not together right now, but that doesn't spell trouble however there is still trouble between Selena and her mom Mandy so we're going to discuss their feud that's going on and then Aziz and Sari he is the latest hollywooder to be accused of sexual misconduct but was it really? Uh, we've got some opinions about that. Now, before I tell you any more, I'm not alone in our Hollywood Life podcast studio. I am here with our editorial coordinator, Ali Stagnita. How
0: you to say it. You're so gorgeous. Look at your face. Look at what you're eating, for Christ's sake. Lay off me I'm starving. Look at your face. You think I'm
1: cool? Just That's a nice intro. That was so nice, Gino. I know that you made that so special for me. Thank you. And I really feel like I've I've secured my place here in the Hollywood
2: Life podcast cuz now I'm not using someone else's intro, you know. That's right, Gino. Only took you like what three, four, five months. <laughs>
1: But now I belong. Now I am here. I'm so excited. Thank you, guys.
0: (laughs) Y'all might be thinking right now, I wonder, did he smoke something before he came out here? The answer is yes. I rolled up a little something. I knocked the ads off.
3: If only they would legalize it in New York. I would. But, (laughs) Ali, I I made that uh, drop for you like a while ago. I played that on the show a few times. So quickly, before we get into crushes, uh, we have a new review.
0: Yay! So I just, I want to
3: encourage you guys to give us a rating and a review on iTunes. It's what helps us do the show. We do not run ads on this show ever, ever, ever. Every other show in the universe has a million annoying ads. In the
2: universe. We just do it for you because we really want to talk to you and we love getting your feedback.
3: Yeah, so if you give us a rating or review on iTunes, it really helps us out. And Cascadia 46 did just that. She says, or he or she says, love the podcast. I like the balance of personalities and their different perspectives on celebrity news. It's frequently funny, especially when they in- inject personal stories into the conversation. I do that. The interviews are great too. Love the no ad format. And yeah. Oh, there we go. There we go. And just one more. Um uh, this person writes the headline, love the show five stars by imagination four, five, six. You do such an excellent job producing and running your show. I'll take the compliment for producing the show. Um,
2: wow. So we got two new reviews. I love all the,
3: all the dishing and gossip that you showcase. Sometimes with the interviews, I can take them or leave them depending on the guest. Hey, you know what? Me too. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. oh, Gino.
1: Gino?
2: I love
3: all our guests. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been subscri- I've been subscribing for a while. I just want to let you know how much I appreciate your show. Thank you.
2: Yay, thank, thank you. you. So That's thank Cascadia nice. and Arcadia. and Cascadia Imagine. and Imagination. Oh, Imagination. Help. Thank yeah, you. Just
3: two gems. Absolute gems out gems. there on iTunes. Thank we you guys you. so much. But without further ado, let's move on to crushes at Ellie Sagnita on all of the social media platforms. I know you're crushing on something this week.
1: I am. Um, I am. Um, and Gina's probably going to make fun of me. But I am Definitely. totally crushing on Juliana Rancic. I she came into our office. Our interview is up on iTunes. Um, that she inter- Bonnie interviewed
2: her and her husband Bill um,
1: Bill Rancic, on their partnership with Marshalls about New Year's resolutions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But and there's
2: a nice story up on our site today if you look at
1: it. And um, I just have always looked up to Juliana when I was younger I would watch her report on the red carpet with Ryan Zegress and I would take notes because I just that is exactly what I wanted to do I wanted to be her I wanted her job I would just Wanted to learn everything from her, and so getting to meet her this past week was just really wonderful. And she was everything I expected her to be, and more. I mean, just the most wonderful human. And so I just am really crushing on her because I have been my whole life. We
3: really to, are. Ellie wants to remove her skin and then get into her body.
1: <laughs> oh, that would be weird. But we were wearing the same sweater, different <laughs> well, colors. I
2: agree. Juliana ran sick, and Bill. We're both. And Bill. We're wonderful, and I've met them a few times, and they're always wonderful. And so happy that she's that her health is. Is good. She's like five years out from having breast cancer, fully recovered, and she has her little son Duke now. And if you read our, listen to the podcast, and then read our Hollywood Life story, they are getting pretty ready to go for baby number two. Bill, Hopefully. Bill
3: seemed a little res- reticent. I think
2: Julianna is going to
3: win out. Juliana so do I do do think
2: Juliana She definitely better. wears the pants. I,
1: <laughs> really,
3: I really liked. Bill too of meeting him. That was my first time meeting him, and he he makes a good living doing speaking like yeah. engagements for like I don't know big companies corporate and stuff. Companies and, and yeah, corporate teams. speaking. I would love to do that in my future. Like. They, people make a lot of money for that. He met Oprah at one of these events. Yeah.
1: It's just they were both like keynote speakers. Like if you're yes. a keynote speaker with Oprah, it's pretty cool. You made it.
2: Well, Gino, um, I guess maybe maybe if you got here earlier in the day and you know put in a few hours more, then uh, you might have time to do it on the side, like to build up your speech.
3: I don't I don't know what Bonnie's implying. <laughs> it's all nonsense. You could
2: like you know finish your videos for the day and then start working on your public speaking. Well, this
3: would be like a thing where you fly to, you know... Oh, I see. So then you'd
2: be, like, avoiding us entirely. (laughs) Yeah,
3: which you wouldn't be down for, so... No, I wouldn't. But, but, uh... Bonnie what are you crushing on At Bonnie underscore Fuller on Instagram And she tweets too At Bonnie Fuller She tweets there What are you crushing on
2: Well speaking of guests um, We are really excited Because we're going to be also posting a podcast interview With Trudy Styler this coming Friday um, Trudy of course is married to Sting The world, world famous legendary musician He used to lead the police
3: Roxanne. Was that good?
2: <laughs> Very uh, good <laughs> Well, luckily when Sting does it it's better. And um, I just couldn't even comment. I, you do it, you do it, Ellie. And <laughs> not, bad, sound, not bad, not bad, like, not bad. Sound like mine. Bonnie, your turn. Oh no, you no, know, you wouldn't want to hear it. Like oh, I sound like seagulls. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the analytics, and we just lost
3: all of our subscribers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. So, but Trudy came in last week. Uh, I think it was last Friday, oh. and I and I've never met her before, and I was so impressed. She is the nicest, the smartest, the coolest, and, you know, great style. She had this fabulous red coat on, and we had so much fun talking to her. She's a director in her own right. Like, she's always forged her own career path, and she directed this really interesting film called Freak Show, which I think a lot of you would like. It's about Mm -hmm. bullying, about a... Um, a young gay student and he moves from Connecticut to a red state and um, he gets bullied like really, really badly. And and, um, anyway, Trudy just, like we talked about so many things, um, of course including the film and the work she's done for the Amazon and uh, the the, rainforest. Not in Salvador. Ecuador, Ecuador. 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 In Ecuador. And she told us her secret name for staying so a very impressive woman and she's a mama four so she's my crush of the week
1: Yeah and she's just so lovely I mean the definition of elegance grace class everything she was just
2: really really a wonderful person. I could have talked to her all day
1: oh, yes Bonnie could have <laughs>
3: <laughs> Well that's a good that's a good crush Bonnie. Um, okay so I'll be brief. Per usual, you can follow me at Gino Orlandini for all my crushes. And someone who I always really liked is Camila Cabello. Um, I remember the first time I met her was at New York Fashion Week. She was performing at this thing called the Red Dress Fashion Show with, oh, r- yeah, with yeah. Fifth, Fifth Harmony. M- yeah,
2: I remember that
3: many yes. many years ago. I was in the front row there. Yeah, Bonnie, you were there, and I was in the I was in the photographer pit filming it. And I actually, the video I filmed of them performing at the show has two million views on our YouTube channel wow. now. Yeah, like wow. this was before I, the, the their big. To- Though.
2: You know, the new red, the red heart, what's it called? The red, red dress, red dress, show. red dress yeah. show is coming up in a couple weeks. So mm-hmm. you should go. There's more celebrities who are going to be there, Gino.
3: Yeah, um I'd be happy to go. It's always a fun time going to Fashion Week stuff. And anyway, I just, when I saw them for the first time, then I was like, I kind of just picked out Camille and was just like, she seems to have like something a little special. And of course, she has since gone solo and released her debut solo album. And I don't know. I'm not always like the biggest pop music fan, but I really love her new song In the Dark. It has a really great synth bass line. I think it's kind of sultry and sexy and it's a little bit different direction than the rest of her stuff. So I'll just play a little bit of that and then we'll be right back with the news. Who are you in the dark?
2: You know, I can see where you like it. I really like it, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, No, it's it's
2: it's it's got a lot of subtlety to it. But, you know, we were just talking before we jump into this week's news. um, We were just talking about Katy Perry and she there's some really good pictures of her at um, the Stella McCartney Fashion Show, which took place in L.A. last night. And she's wearing this great red dress and red lipstick, and she's got her blonde hair. And she actually talked about how she hasn't had any plastic surgery, because I think a lot of her fans were wondering. I'm not sure why. I mean, I don't think she looks very natural. But she said she hadn't, but she had a little bit of filler under her eyes, which she's pretty young to get that done. I think, what is she, 32? 32. I can't imagine she even needed it. But, you know, celebrities are so much in the spotlight and getting their picture taken yeah, that I think they're very sensitive to also, how they look all the time. I'll tell you that bright lights
1: are not obviously very good for your skin. And so when you're under bright lights all the time, like, you know, bright camera lights or in front of flashing camera lights, whatever – it does really bad things to your skin and it creates really? fine thought, lines and wrinkles. Yeah, Really?
2: Well, you that's why you have to wear sun lotion exactly. underneath your makeup because that'll protect you. Right. But usually bright lights, you know, wash out all that stuff. But anyway, we were talking about why has Katie not had a huge hit in a long time? Like there was, when she first became a star, she had like five or seven hits in a year. One after the other, all off this, her big that's album. Big album. Mm-hmm. And so you, you do wonder why Camilla. Cabello, Bella, why is she able to, you know, she's just basically starting out as a solo artist and she's already had a couple of hits. So what makes her able to choose or her team able to choose songs that are a hit? And Katie, who's got to have great people around her too, has struggled with that
3: lately. I just think it's it's about choices. You know, everybody works with a lot of songwriters and you get pitched a lot of different ideas and it's about selecting what will be a hit. And Camila's a little younger. I think she has her ear to the ground a little more on what's going to work and what's not. And Katie's been in the game a long time. And I think in her last record, she was trying to like reinvent herself a little bit. and not. She's done a bunch of records in her row where it's Dr. Luke. It's kind of the same sound. And I think she tried to branch out and it was just a bit of a miss.
1: And I also think that Camila's willing to try new things because she's so new and she's willing to take a chance on someone and willing to do something different. Whereas these established artists are like, no, I want to you know, stick to the people I know and the songwriters I know and et cetera, et cetera. And so they're not giving these other opportunities to newer upcoming songwriters. I
3: also think, like, Camila is such a hot just celebrity right now just outside of music that anything she would have put out right now would have gone to number one. I agree with that. She's just...
2: Well, but Katie's got a massive fan base. Yeah. I mean, she's got the most fans on Twitter, huge number. But, well,
3: a lot, but that turned out to be kind of false. Like with the Twitter audits they did, yeah. the, like a lot of people. But a lot of it wasn't just her, were lots to of bots. people, yeah, lots uh, of celebrities. But She's have not that. really the most followed person. And also I just think, you know, Katie's thirty three now and in pop That
2: is not old, Gino. Stop I, it. I know. Stop it in, now. In
3: pop music years it actually is. And, you know, people <laughs> are they worse than dog years? People, people who rise to the top of the charts are usually very, very young. Camille is well, very, very young. And and the, the younger you are, the younger your fans are and the more rabid they are and the more willing they are to like really dish out whatever small, hard earned money they have for your music.
1: I'll tell you, Pink, her new album is fire. And every single song on that album could be a hit.
2: You know, and, and that's, a, that's a that's a totally great point. Yes. Because Pink is got to be Katie's age.
0: Or older. 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 And yeah, this... Um, no, Pink
3: is 38.
2: 38. Okay, so she's older. And what about us? What a great song. Beautiful trauma. Yeah. Another
1: huge one. Her collaboration with Eminem. I mean... But she, you can tell that... She writes she, a lot of her own music, though, too. She writes a lot of her own music. And also, when she went through, she worked with Jack Antonoff and like a bunch of people she used to work with um, on her other albums. And you can tell that she curated this perfectly. She worked hard on it. And she put so much effort into picking you know every what? single song I'm sure that, that,
2: that Katy Perry works really hard on I'm her sure. albums, oh, too. I'm sure. Oh, th- not to say. I, I just think... I don't know. It's a judgment call. Well, I also think... That musicians, singers, they need to listen to the top 40 radio stations. They really do. Absolutely. And I think when you become a big star, you stop kind of just driving in your car with the radio blaring and like just doing normal things that expose you to kind of regular culture. Like you're, you're removed from it. And I think yeah. maybe that's a problem.
3: The be- the best example of this for me, uh, of a modern artist, is Kanye West. Every time he releases an album, he f- it feels like he's five steps ahead of what everyone else is doing and that he is innovating. He's not doing what's hot. He's doing what's next. It's because he gets out there and he works with young artists exactly. and he cribs from them. And he it, it, he's... He's a, he's a voracious learner of yeah, music right and he imbibes other people's styles into his own thing. And it makes him always seem like a, like Nostradamus. Yeah, and he
1: takes his time. That's what I was saying. Not that it's not working hard or like putting, he takes his time. Pink took four or five years to release a new album. Kanye's taking his
2: time. Like I think
1: I'm i I'm doing a fix wolves, year, year, as yeah. he would
3: say. But anyway, let's get, you know, let's wait, get to the wait, way.
2: wait, just one other example. Like Selena or whoever works she works with they do a great job mm-hmm. uh she just puts out hit after hit after hit wolves it's a
3: great song that's a marshmallow song though her
2: last uh, her, i know but it's still whether she but is, then is, who she decided was like, she was going to work with marshmallow her, and then i love you know bad liar
3: it's a really good song too it didn't do well though like her solo album tanked a little bit it didn't do it performed. Did she
1: release a full album yet
3: yeah, she did. And See, it, I didn't even know that yeah, she had a full See, because
1: I don't... Yeah. It
3: went a little under the radar. It didn't do as well. But her and singles I, have to have I, done I, well. I think Bad, L- Bad Liar was good and it got a lot of critical acclaim because it's very... I know it's an interesting song, but it just didn't really connect with her fans. It's not a big pop ballad. Anyway, I think we should get to oh, okay. Let's Kim get into Kardashian's baby. Sorry. Kim
2: Kardashian. Her surrogate gave birth on Monday to baby girl, seven pounds, six ounces. Now we are still waiting to hear the name. I heard the best suggestion to this morning on Wendy Williams. Wild! Little Wild West. How great would that That's be? That's
1: great. Oh, wow. Did I missed that. Um, that sounds like a great name.
2: Yeah. Honestly, Wild. Wild West. That would be cool. That so, would be
1: cool. I wouldn't I actually wouldn't mind that. I like I, Minded North. <laughs> I wouldn't mind Wild.
2: <laughs> I know Saint West Northwest, S- I, I mean, honestly. I mean, These poor kids when they get older. All we
1: know is it's probably going to be one syllable if I were to guess.
2: All we know is when these kids are older, they're all gonna change their names. <laughs> North is gonna become Jane.
1: Right, right. My Jane, mom used to say she was like Saint
2: will be John. <laughs> why do they have
1: to name these kids like Apple and Coco and like all these things? Because honestly, everyone knows that you're a Paltrow. Everyone knows you're an Affleck. Everyone knows you're a this, or that, that, like a West. Why do you have to name these weird things to make them stand out even more.
2: Right. It's like Davey, David Bowie's son, right. who he called Zoe Bowie. As soon as he got old enough, he changed his Absolutely. name. I would too, that's silly. David.
3: <laughs> a, a rhymes. Quickly, I have to make a correction. <laughs> Selena Sorry. Gomez's album did not come out okay, yet. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think so. She, Thanks, Gino. She released Gino. a few lead singles. but yeah. Thanks, Gino. She says she has two, two albums worth of material that she could release.
2: Meanwhile, I think every song she has is great. Yes. So get back to Kim. So I wonder why they're holding off on releasing the name maybe sometimes people want to get a baby home and, and kind of feel the name out. And does it seem to match the baby? I've never changed my baby's names though, after they were born.
3: You know, my parents did, they did not have a name for me when I was born. Um, I was not a surprise, you know, obviously it was in, I was in the oven baking for a while and they usually, you're not
2: a surprise, you know, nine months later. Some
3: people are really heavy and they don't know that they're pregnant. You've heard of that (laughs) happening. Um, my mom wasn't like that. And my, parents just put my dad's name down on the birth certificate and then they never called me that they named me gino which is not my dad's name and it has caused massive confusion my oh. whole life it's been a huge problem every time i go to the bank or yeah. do anything official i have to drudge up this name that i don't use it's it's very frustrating so i hope they so You lock... never
2: had your birth certificate changed
3: no and i should just do that it's yeah just, you really it's should it's a matter of like me getting So wait, my...
2: what's your name then
3: so my legal name is actually john
2: John Orlandini. Yeah.
3: It's very boring. Yeah. This is all fascinating.
2: So Kim Ye has their baby and apparently Kim was in the room and was the first to hold the baby after it came out. Like instead of the doctor handing the baby to the surrogate, she handed it to Kim, which is, Mm. you know, is, is the right thing to do because even though surrogate, of course, I'm sure felt very tied to the baby because it's in your stomach. You feel it for all these months. Um, it was biologically all Kim and Kanye baby, and Kanye was there behind a screen, so he he was there for the birth in the room, but couldn't see anything. I guess he saw the baby as soon as it's born, and Kylie was there, and apparently so you know so excited for Kim, and I think that Kim did that because we've heard from our sources who've been like just right on with everything to do mm-hmm. with the Kardashians for you know, years. Um, Kylie has been really getting nervous as the birth gets closer. She's very nervous about childbirth, about the pain, about just everything that happens. I think she had a scare and thought she might have to have a C-section. And she's been really leaning on Kim, um, I guess, because Kim was also expecting a baby and has had has already had two babies. So she's been leaning on Kim. So I thought it was really nice that Kim had her there for the birth to try and ease her concerns. This is
3: really surprising to the family, though, because Kylie has been an utter recluse since she found out she was pregnant, and it hasn't been going anywhere. The fact that she actually showed up to the hospital. I mean, yesterday we got this false alarm. Some woman who looks a lot like Kylie and appeared to be (laughs) pregnant was photographed inside of a CBS. CV, not B. in, In the... CBS and and then like the, the condomile aisle <laughs> what <it> looked like <laughs> you know wearing kind of like flip flops, kind of not flip flops but like slip on. Yeah, was kind she like was Kylie wearing does. all those like she was wearing big sunglasses, and she had big old lips, and
1: but she was also in those like neutral colors that all the Kardashians wear yeah, too. It was like, the like the a big no, sweatshirt. I think was she like was like dressing a, on purpose. Like yeah, Kylie. I think it was so yeah, purposeful. Yeah, exactly. yeah, so purposeful. The
3: other the other thing that we heard, you know, it's interesting they haven't decided on a name for this new baby, but apparently. Kanye and Kim were offered five million dollars for up to five million dollars. We're here for like the first look From of the re- for, for photos. We, I, I don't know. This is just the report.
2: I don't believe that. Because who could afford five million dollars these days? There's certainly no magazine that could afford that. It seems, I, bet that it was, seems high. I bet
1: that was a Kardashian Kardashian planted story. So then the bidding war would I think start
3: that, I, I think at that high. Th- I think this is from no, T- TMZ. Nobody
2: nobody's got that kind of that's
1: money.
3: what I was thinking. I think this no re- media this outlet has that from, kind of money. I think this report was from TMZ though, and I didn't believe it either for that exact same reason. Like this isn't like 90- even
2: television can't this, afford this that. This isn't ninety eight or whatever. And this uh-uh. is a third
3: baby. Why would it be worth that much? Regardless, we hear they're not going to sell photos to the magazines, they're going to release the first pictures of the babies on their own platforms, probably Probably Instagram.
1: Well, I bet Kim will put it on her app, which you need a subscription for, and you need to pay for the subscription. So I'm wondering if she's going to make money off of it that way. Some self promotion,
2: right? I would. That would make the most sense. Yeah. Um. Anyway, in the meantime, Chloe on the last episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians earlier this week announced her pregnancy, and Kylie cried, and Kris Jenner had like the biggest look of astonishment oh, she was on her so face. So I was happy for her.
1: Um, but Kylie wasn't even there, you know, she wouldn't even come and in, they FaceTimed her and Chloe said to her, she was like, I told you that you should, should have come. Like, that's what she said. She was like, I told you, you should have been here. You should have come. And Kylie was just crying. She was like, you're pregnant. Oh my God, you're pregnant. Like, I can't believe you're pregnant, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it was really special, but I just couldn't believe that she wouldn't have come for her.
2: Kylie, you know, you've got to get out of the house you when you have your baby. House. No, but when you have the baby, you oh, can't yeah. stay in the house. You've got to come out. you got to go to the hospital.
3: So they're having this like garden party that where the announcement is happening and they get Kylie on FaceTime. And here, here's Kylie. Tell
1: her via FaceTime. Well, you missed the barbecue and I really wanted
0: to tell you something. That's why I said it would be important for, for you to be here. Are you pregnant? I'm pregnant. Ah! Yes. <laughs> Are you Because i 'Cause I'm gonna cry. Don't cry because oh. it's <laughs> Oh thank you.
3: Yeah, she
2: she she cried. I'm really happy for Chloe too. I'm she so tried happy. for so long. She went through such a tough Divorce and and just like whole a tough marriage to Lamar once he started taking drugs again. And here's the thing: Lamar also has done an interview this week, and he's really happy for Chloe. He, like he really still loves her and admires her, and he understands very much. Of course, why they can't be together. So he's very happy for her. Yeah, I think he knows that he messed that up. Oh, he messed it up big time, <laughs> Lamar. Oh, <Lamar's laughs> yeah.
3: There was this other really funny moment in the show this week uh, before the reveal. Chloe obviously knew and she had taken a pregnancy test and showed her assistant. And so she was waiting for this party to tell the whole family. It it really did appear like everyone is in the dark. It didn't seem like they were faking it for the cameras because Kris Jenner's tears of joy when she was told seemed genuine. Anyway, Chloe is having lunch with Courtney, and Courtney starts in on her about how Chloe has gained some weight, huh. and you can see Chloe is like l- relishing that Courtney is going to be eating her words. Just listen to this exchange. I love this because you know, Courtney's like a total health freak. She yeah. thinks oh. everything has to be organic, and in, she has like the,
2: like the flattest stomach after three kids. It's just incredible. She's into
3: all these health myths, like you should like gluten. She thinks is poison, which is total nonsense unless you have celiacs. Anyway, yeah, total nonsense. She's, she's, she's a, she falls for every LA health fad, and she starts getting all self righteous with Chloe, and it's beautiful. Just listen.
1: Basically, calling Chloe fat, and it's hilarious to watch Chloe relish how it's much she's going to be eating her words along with that bucket of kale. Where does it all go wrong?
2: What Ooh. are you eating? Are you snacking? So you think I'm fat? No, but I think you've gained <laughs> a few pounds.
0: Think that. Yeah. Since when?
2: I don't know. Since Tristan's been back. Haven't you guys amped up the eating since he's been back? Probably. That's not a bad thing. Well, I'd to live life. I know I'm bigger. What do you want me to do?
3: Chloe's just rolling her eyes yeah. while Courtney's sitting there eating her kale salad.
2: And Courtney's eating. I mean, and Chloe's eating away too while she's like, "I'm eating too much. Chop, chop, <laughs> yeah, chop." <she>,
0: right,
2: exactly.
3: <laughs> it's like M and M's or something. Like she's eating for two. She's hungry. And it's Tristan's baby. It's probably huge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. And
2: she's tall, too.
3: Chloe's really big. And yeah, so it's
2: like... You're making me hungry just talking about eating. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Now, so we're really happy for Chloe. We're happy for Kim. Oh, and you know who else is happy for Kim? There's a report that Jay-Z and Beyonce are burying the feud, finally, with their former friends. And that they have sent a $23,000 diamond bracelet for the baby. Like a baby really needs a $23,000 diamond bracelet. That baby's going to be like, rip, there go the diamonds. I don't understand.
1: How will a baby even, it'll grow out of it so fast. Yeah. Like my mom always says, she's like, don't buy baby's clothes and things like that because they just grow right out of it. Like a bracelet rip right off her arm i know
2: well i is it a bracelet that she'll wear when she's older right. i don't know like it just yeah i agree it makes it's no weird. sense it should no. really be for kim right exactly. except kim doesn't want to wear jewels anymore
3: okay. safety deposit box her. put it in the safety deposit box in the bank it'll be worth something someday
2: so now um another couple justin bieber and selena gomez going strong um And they had a great time together over New Year's and now Justin's away on another vacation. He's just enjoying his time off so much. Selena happens to be here in New York now. Um, We're not sure if she's here for coach. I I guess she's here for coach because we've got fashion week coming up and she's a creative director. And um, but. She and her mom, Mandy, have still not mended their feud. And her mother went on Instagram and Facebook yesterday Mm -hmm. and posted a really long message. This was very surprising. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry.
3: Mandy was getting a lot of criticism for she had allegedly spoken to this this website called Gossip Cop um, and given some comments where she... And
2: they claimed it was an exclusive interview.
3: Yeah, where she said she was like, um, she was not approving of her re- relationship with Justin, but she was like, my daughter's grown up and she can do what she wants. And then there was all th- these quotes out here that she had said some things on Instagram about trying to dissuade Selena from, with working from with Woody Allen because of the allegations against Woody Allen about molestation and that Selena just didn't listen and she's her own woman and, and yada, yada, yada. So this is the climate where Mandy took to Instagram and wrote and the, then
2: facebook like it leads to facebook
3: the longest and most rambling post i've ever heard it makes literally no sense i yeah. mean you can pull some quotes from it well, but it just it's gibberish
1: yeah i have it right here she's actually since deleted it that's what i was looking when you had played my intro um and she deleted it but it was five different instagram posts because she posted the whole thing that she posted on facebook as well but essentially she said that she spoke to e um, about Selena, with Selena's consent, but she didn't give any other interview, as we just said. Um,
3: and she denies ever giving an interview to Gossip Cop. Yes,
1: yeah, she, she said, said I did not do an interview with interview with Gossip Cop.
0: Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently: Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post.
2: says right here, uh, I did not do an interview with Gossip Cop.
1: Yeah, and she said, I was drugged through the mud for the entire month of December and the media did
2: not say a word. Um, She talks about how that she gets attacked for controlling Selena And then get told to control her. I'm a mom first, but I'm almost my own person. She does not have to apologize for her choices. She's talking about Selena, but let it be known they are hers. So she's saying she's not controlling Selena. Selena is making her own decisions. I don't need to be told how to raise my child, handle my family matters, or be slammed for having my own opinion. Um... I'm also my own person, and Selena does not have to apologize for her choices, but let it be known they are hers. She kind of repeats this the same things. Right, but- it was
1: a rambling disaster.
3: The background to this is that Mandy used to be Selena's manager up until right. I think what twenty fifteen twenty
1: fifteen
3: twenty fourteen I think. And, you know, then they parted ways because I think, as Mandy said, it became, you know, every time she would see Selena, it would be all about business and, and you know, none of it was family time. And, you know, it's not it's not always the best to have your parents be your manager. It creates all kinds of conflicts of interest and can ruin your relationships. I mean, Look at you know, Aaron Carter. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, Beyonce's dad was her manager for a long time. And, you know, once she stepped out from that umbrella, she really flourished as an artist and, you know, got together with some more professional people that are more suited to handle her career. And it's you know it's like Justin Bieber is a good thing for example he works with Scooter Braun it's not like his dad Jeremy who's like you know it would be crazy if
1: yeah just it's just not appropriate it's
3: it's it's just not
1: you want someone with do. a
3: with a you know a background this is right like, it's a
2: this is what she says my daughter is loving trusting naive funny hardworking sensitive emotional and will be a great mother. Um, but I will never not speak my mind if I feel something is off. So I think she's saying that's why she's telling her daughter that she still doesn't like Justin because apparently there's still a gulf between them when it comes to Justin, mm-hmm. and they haven't made up over that.
1: Well, and also in reference to Selena working with Woody Allen because m- before, right before she posted this rant, Mandy also responded to a fan comment that said that she wanted – The fan said, I think Selena should offer an apology for working with Woody Allen. Timothy Chalamet, her co-star, just said that he was going to donate his Woody Allen movie salary to Time's Up. Yeah, and Selena has now done that, too. She's done that. She's made a donation. She ended up coming out and making a donation. But before that, this fan said, you know, Mandy, you should make Selena write an apology letter. And Mandy responded and said, I can't make her do anything. I gave her my two cents, essentially. paraphrasing, but I gave her my two cents before working with Woody. She didn't listen. You know, she has a team that works with her. They're great. It's no one's fault, but
3: They you know Mandy's refer being Drugged Through the Mud, which she was referencing, is back in December, there was all kinds of reports about how she was fighting incessantly with Selena about Justin. Mm-hmm. That she was, you know, she- Mandy does not forgive Justin for his many trespasses against her daughter and transgressions. Against her. Trespasses
2: would mean more that he's like making use of her body, which we think
3: she's. Yeah, yeah he sure.
2: is. But she's happy to have many, him. Tra- many transgressions, trespasses, <laughs> yeah. many violations, I think it's more about transgressions, cheating, whatever. Like
3: yeah. he, he didn't treat her the best in the past. Justin seems to have turned over a new leaf. Regardless, Mandy doesn't care. She's had enough of Justin. And that's been a source of tension with them since they got back together and there was a lot of media reporting about it in December and
2: Justin was not invited to their Thanksgiving, their family Thanksgiving, or Christmas. They spent those times apart. Um and so but what we've heard from our reporting is that Selena, of course, loves her mom and wants to reconcile with her mom, but that she her relationship with Justin is not up for debate. I mean, she's a 25 year old woman and she's going to make her own decisions about who she loves.
3: And we had been hearing that they are actually not even on speaking terms and that Francia Reza, Selena's friend who donated her the life saving kidney, has been trying to play arbitrator to maybe, um, you know, mend that relationship. But this seems to me to confirm that what we've been hearing, that they're not even talking. The fact that she would take to social media and and write this really long kind of rambling thing rather than talk to Selena directly. Because if she had been talking to Selena, 100% Selena and Selena's management people and her PR people, whoever, would have been like, no, 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 don't do it. Like, the more you say in the context of media, the more things spin out of control, get Mm -hmm. blown up and taken out of context. It never helps to write a really rambling, strange and incoherent, like peace and put well, it out on the... It, it, I
2: also think it's best not to take your family feud public. Agree. And um, um, differences between a mother and a daughter. And we've seen this happen in Hollywood, like where Jennifer Aniston really never forgave her mother for talking to the press about her. And her mother recently passed away, and I think they made up like a little bit before she died. But it's really sad that all those years, they weren't in touch. And Selena and Mandy have been so close. We would hate to see them not mend... Their differences. Listen, you can't control, as her mother says, you can't control your children. And I'm a mother of four. And, you know, you're not going to love every person that your kids date. But I think you've got to be very careful about getting in the middle of it.
3: They have been very close. And they're also very close in age. Mandy was only 16 when Selena is wow. born. Mandy is only 41 years old. Selena is 25. Like, They're some young mom. Yeah, very young moms. There's like more like friends and peers than mother daughter, you know, because that age range is so close. And Mandy is an extremely young looking 41 years old. You can see where Selena gets her baby face from. Like it would be strange to me to be 25 and have a mom that like looks basically your age, you know?
2: Well, let's just say I really hope that these two make up and I'm sure they will because. There's, you know, there's nothing more special than your relationship with your child as a mother. And, you know, Selena's been through a really, really tough year. She almost lost her life before she had her transplant. Um, She is back with Justin. Her career is flourishing. And, you know, there's every reason in the world. You don't have to love who she dates. Right. Mom, you don't have to love it, but you're you love your daughter. So Exactly. Yeah, you can't let these things come between you. So let's hope they make up. Now, another person who's who's been um, gone like has been subjected to criticism this week, and it's very controversial, is Aziz Ansari. So he's a comedian. He was on Parks and Recreation, Parks and Rec, for years. Um, he's got a new TV show. Master of None. Master of it's None. In, I
1: think the going into the third season, won a lot of awards, critically acclaimed.
2: And – He's a very funny comedian. Absolutely. And then this uh, website called Babe published a piece last weekend, a long piece, uh, a to- as told to story about a young Brooklyn photographer, 23 years old, who went by the pseudonym of Grace. And she told this long story about having a really bad date with him. And and she claimed that she felt that she was sexually violated and she had decided at the after the date was over that she was sexually violated. And, you know, this is very controversial because I think there's a lot of difference in her experience and everything she described from, like, the kind of sexual assault that we have been hearing about and protesting that has occurred has been, you know just like was rampant in the har- allegedly Harvey Weinstein um in in his office and his hotel rooms and in his life and um 61 women have now come out and said that he sexually assaulted them and you know the Matt Lauer situation and the Louis CK situation and the James Toback and um who's the other James director? Franco. Jay, well, James Kevin Franco. Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey. And wait, there's the other director, Brett Ratner. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like these are serious serious allegations of allegations of rape and they're under they are under investigation now in New York, in LA, and London, London and Paris yeah. because these allegations of rapes and sexual assaults occurred in these major cities. So these are very serious charges. And so a lot of people feel that, you know, there's just no comparison between what this girl describes. And I have to say – I have to agree.
3: This this has actually spawned a giant backlash. And okay. I think it's actually important that we – let me do a little blow-by-blow blow of what actually happened on the date. If you read the story on the website where it was originally published, Babe. babe.com, not the most – not the bastion of, of journalism, you know, we would all want. Uh, you can see there's a reason why maybe other outlets like the New York Times or whatever didn't publish this account because a lot of journalists and experts and have said, you know, this is not actually – newsworthy, because there's not a crime here. It is a very bad date, and it, if Aziz Ansari did this to my sister or something, I would be furious at him, and I did really feel for this girl during this account, but this is what happened. So, they go out on a date. She meets him at his apartment. They have drinks. She com- she complains about the fact that they had white wine. He only served her white wine. She likes red. She likes red. <laughs> that was kind of mentioned, like, right up the top. Like, her autonomy was not... Um, was taken from her, because she didn't <laughs> get to choose the Cabernet of her choice. They go to the oyster bar. She says he he... Sort of rushed her through it and picked up the check really quickly. They they go back to his apartment within mo- moments. She has Aziz has her up on his counter and is making moves on her very quickly. They both have their clothes off. He's giving oral sex to her. He says within a few minutes. You know,
2: like whatever happened to kissing first, like right. kissing, touching? He's like right in there having oral sex. Right I mean, it. that is annoying. He keeps. She says <laughs> he
3: keeps putting her his fingers and her mouth in this in this way and then within moments he's he's running off to get a condom to which she says no 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 that's that's too fast let's slow down aziz says okay let's relax this time with our clothes on they move over to a couch but he makes his move again and Again she gives him oral sex. I think she,
2: Well he first gave her oral sex, then she gave him oral sex. Yeah, she
3: gave him oral sex twice in the in, in No, but, I think it was just once. No, it was it was twice. It it, it was once over by the bar. <laughs> Gino poured over. I, this re- I really did. And then yeah. it was another another time he once they went over to sit on the couch, he sort of gestured towards his penis. Uh, for her to give him oral sex and she did. Eventually, she gets really uncomfortable with this. She says she was giving a lot of nonverbal cues, and he just didn't pick up on any of them. She ends up in the bathroom trying to collect herself and then gets the courage to kind of call a cab. And- well, no,
2: no, no, no. She comes out again. They hung out again and watched more TV. Yes. Then he makes more moves, and the clothes came off again, and... Then he was gonna. He asked her, "Do you want me to f you in front of this spot?" And at that point, she said, "You know what? I I think I've had enough." Yeah. And she tells him that she's just not really that into right. it, and she wants to call a car.
3: Right. They got hot and heavy basically three separate times, and he was shut down all three times, and then she gets a car and leaves, and then the next day Aziz texts her and said he had a great time, and she texts back and says, no, I had a terrible time, and how could you do that? And then, of course, this account comes out in Babeland. And she apologized, but it was on her way home
2: in the car that she felt she decided that she started talking to her friends, and she decided that she had been sexually violated.
3: Now, there's a lot of... uh, A lot of like sort of older wave feminists and even young feminists like the Barb Barry Weiss for the New York Times wrote a long column that that entitled Aziz Ansari is guilty of not being a mind reader. A lot of people have come down on Aziz's side saying that Ashley
2: Banfield on HLN also said that it was appalling that she um, that this young woman is trying to ruin this man's career um, by. Yeah, it was a bad date. You know, right. and that like a lot of women have said. Listen, we have to take responsibility too for ourselves for our own behavior. If you don't like what a guy's up to, leave, say no, this leave. Is, this is the like he never yeah. tried to restrain her. He never tried to keep her there. Every time she said she wanted to stop, he stopped. And you could see like guy. Uh, well, I shouldn't even say guys because I'm sure lots of women too don't read verbal or mean nonverbal cues that well. You're talking about a horny young guy. And it's, yeah, he wanted to have sex. He's attracted to her. He wanted to do it and he's into it and he thinks she's a willing participant. You can see from his point of view what he's thinking. And lots of times that's not what the other person is thinking too, but you've got a choice you don't have to do any of
3: those things she said she was very starstruck and she went into this date very excited and right. took time picking out her outfit and i, I think happened. her expectations got very very high of what might happen with aziz and what really happened what really was on his mind is this is just some random girl i met at a party no and i we're think he liked talk. her well he liked her enough to take her out to oysters for two seconds right. and then he wanted to get right to sex which is not something you do when you're looking to have a real relationship You know, it's just, it's a very, if you've been out on dates in New York City anytime in in the past 15 years, this is exactly how it goes down on every single Tinder date. It's just like you drink, then you hook up and you wake up full of regrets and you don't have a relationship on your hands. (laughs) I agree
1: with you. And I think that that's why she did this. I think she was disappointed. Yeah. What do you mean?
3: Because you think she wanted more? Of course. I
1: think she wanted to date him. I think she wanted a relationship. I think she wanted to talk and get to know each other and all this stuff. And he wanted to get her into bed, which is like a guy. Yeah. Okay? It's a guy. Yeah, like That's 95% it, you know.
2: percent of the guys on Tinder.
1: Right, but because right? it was it disappointed her, it didn't go the way she wanted, she it's not a feel it's not a I feel uncomfortable. You can feel uncomfortable in those situations and I understand but then you get up and leave and you say that's not what I'm looking for. I'm sorry. This is, um,
3: I think the disease did behave very badly and when I was reading this account, I felt really bad for this girl and I just felt like he really just was lacking any kind of chivalry in this exchange. Like, it's really obvious when a girl is not into it and you got to take that cue and shut it down. Okay. Well, I'm
2: glad you know that. I'm glad that you can have
3: nonverbal cues. See,
2: I don't think it is that obvious. I mean,
1: I had a friend last night that went on a date and the guy just kept kissing her and she just was like sat there and was like no you know in her head but then at the end she was like Got up herself and was like, "Sorry, like I'm really not interested. I have to leave." He still texted her today and was like, "I had a great time last night." Like blah blah blah, and she had to be like, "I'm sorry, like I'm not interested." It, like, listen, it the, is hard. To a get lot of it guys, people, yes, sometimes.
2: a lot of guys, and I, I, I'm sure girls are clueless. I mean, I can, yes. like, I can only speak from my own experience and right. thinking that guys are clueless because I've been out on dates in the old days when I was dating. I mean, I had the same thing happen where you're just it, there was a whole movie. He's just not, not that, that into, into you, you, and it can be on the girl side. She's just not that into you, but you're really into them, or you really think they're into that. You're they really think you're into them. Like it's just not everybody can see the other person. Yeah. The, the reality the, of it.
3: The reason I think this has become such a big story is that because this Exchange between Aziz and this girl who goes by Grace has been—it sort of got subsumed by the Me Too movement, and that has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. A lot of people who support the movement think like, "No, we can't count this because then every single bad date gets rolled up into Me Too, and and we're uh, criminalizing you know right. bad dates." But also.
2: I think a lot of the women that feel that that way, and I happen to be one of them, is that we have to take responsibility for our own behavior too. It's one thing to go to um, a meeting with a huge movie producer, Harvey Weinstein, and you're a young actress, and you think you're going to get a a role, the role of a lifetime, and it's going to be your break. And you meet him in a hotel room, and he blocks the door and takes off his clothes and like, Opens, you. It's one
1: thing if if Aziz opened the door when she came to his apartment for the wine in a rope or if, yes, or it's, if, it's very different. well. And then block the and him.
2: then blocked the door and didn't want to let her leave right. or made it difficult. And or if
3: it, it was about a role, or like you know they she, were working exactly together. If she it. was on Master of None as a as a PA or something, right. right? But a lot of the like the older wave feminists have been saying they don't like about this version of the Me Too movement. All the people who are supporting this this article by Grace and so st- is this. This takes autonomy away from women. That's what I mean. A woman them, has
2: to take responsibility it, herself it makes for her them, own behavior yes, and decisions. And it
3: casts women as like helpless victims, helpless, who, absolutely, who who are damsels in distress and who don't realize what's happening and can't do anything and about can't speak
1: it. Speak up for themselves.
3: And I heard some of the older feminists saying, you know, we we were when we were growing up, we were taught, you know, if a guy comes at you and gets fresh. You use a four-letter word, and you smack him in his face, and you call a cab. Right, or and you just
2: leave. You go. You just
3: say, stand no, up. stop. That's what
1: Ashley Banfield said, and I hope next time this happens to you, you stand up, you smooth out your dress, and you walk out. Right. You don't let him take your clothes off.
3: <laughs> like, and you don't put his penis in your mouth. No. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> well,
1: I think it's really interesting, and this just came out. I mean, Ashley Banfield went on like a wonderful rant. I think everything she said was so wonderful, and I think it was beautifully said, and I think that... It was just done so well. And she requested for the woman who who wrote the story and spoke to Grace about the story from Babe to come on her um, to HLN. And the woman said back to her, no woman my age would ever watch your network. I will remember this for the rest of my career. I'm 22 and so far not too shabby and I will laugh the day you fold. If you could let Ashley know I said this and that she holds no – and that – that she is no holds barred the reason, it'd be a real treat to me. And then she also said, the way your colleague Ashley, someone I'm certain no one under the age of 45 has ever heard of, ripped into my source. I mean, it's just like, she just wow. completely shamed Ashley. Well, this feminist to. writer. Right, exactly. Well, Tried I wouldn't call her.
2: her a feminist writer.
1: Well, Babe is supposed to be a feminist organization. Well,
2: that doesn't mean that it is that that woman did not act in a feminist way. Absolutely. That's so rude. I heard it's some so, ageism so in there. So rude, ageism, so disrespectful. Yeah, ageism. Age.
1: She disgusts me. That's something that she also. wrote. I mean, it's just. I don't know. They're digging themselves in a deeper right. hole. Here, read I think. the whole
2: thing. That she. This is who published this?
3: Ashley.
1: Um. This is from. Let me see. Let me look. HLN.
3: I just worry that that we cannot let this me too movement devolve into a gender war between you know men and women kind of need to be on the same side well, to get any, al- any change in this but
2: it also it can't devolve into lumping in bad dates and guys who are just being who are jerks or who are insensitive mm-hmm. being lumped in with sexual predators and assaulters and and people who harass at the office and cause you to lose your job R- like right. This is, these are completely different things. I've been
3: worried since the beginning of this movement that it would devolve into a moral panic. And this is the first hard, I hard evidence I have that that but is then, actually that then, is actually happening. Right.
1: That becomes a witch hunt. Absolutely. I mean, and so we're going like, to run as these
3: out of Hollywood because of this. Like that would be bad.
1: Right. Well, and it was um, published by Business Insider, the email that they sent. But I don't know if you want me to read it or not. But it's just it's unbelievable.
2: It's, How long is it? Um, it's long. It's kind of long. Wow. Well, that's very dis- that's very discouraging and that is, you know, sh- that's true. She just went and, and slammed Ashley for having Ashley has a right to have her opinion and slamming Ashley for that and calling her out by her age. Yes, ageism. Why is ageism okay but supposed sexism is mm-hmm. not?
1: Shame on her. Shame on HLN. Ashley could have talked to me. She could have talked to my editor, or my publication. But instead, she targeted a 23 year old woman in one of the most vulnerable moments of her life. Someone she's never fucking met before for a little attention.
3: Yeah. I mean, this is the
2: this is the <laughs> problem. Listen, this young woman didn't have the courage to put her own name out there. Right. Like it was OK to be a nameless. Right. And, and to attack mm-hmm. to to attack I don't- and
1: ruin the career of someone else without even coming out with your own name. And your own, you know, showing your face. 20, yeah. It's
2: use your name if you feel that strongly. Use your name. Put it in your own words. Stand by what you said. Make your case for why that's being sexually viola- being violated when you participated. Yeah, I'm, I mean, this is uh, this is a big issue, mm-hmm. and I think that that I agree with you, Gino, because I just think that this. It, the issue of sexual harassment at work, I mean, we talked with Gretchen Carlson is so major. So many women have had have lost their jobs or been forced out of their jobs because of real sexual harassment and had their careers ruined. And the answer is not to go and ruin the career of a guy who's a bit of a jerk
3: yeah i mean i worry that the the way that the internet works it just magnifies everything it magnifies the arguments it 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 puts people into their corners even more it makes all your views more extreme because you follow people who all agree with you and then suddenly you're in an echo chamber and you don't get any critical feedback to your opinions and it just makes everyone more extreme
1: and she went to the press that's the like i'm talking about the Aziz girl, Grace. She, Grace. she went to the press. But it's not, but like
3: the babe, I wouldn't call babe the press. Like, it's. Well,
1: no, but th- it's, it's. But it's on the it's internet. The once it's things on the internet,
3: once right. things are on the internet, they're spread
2: everywhere.
1: It's just, I mean, that's what Ashley said. You went to the press with a story of a bad date and you've potentially
2: destroyed this man's career over it. Well, you know, one thing I have to say for guys and that, you know, guys and girls. When you're on a, when you are in these situations, both of you have to be very clear about whether or not you are each consensual mm-hmm. about what
3: you're doing. Let me clarify that this website is called babe.net. Babe.com is a porn site. Just- <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, no. They, they oh, no. They weren't able to get the dot .com. It's- <laughs>
0: So anyway, <laughs> so Gino
2: and Allie, you're both you are both dating
1: you not need- each other.
2: <laughs> no, I'm not right. each other. God <laughs> no. forbid, uh-huh. God, God forbid, viewers, listeners, <laughs> news, that you would date each other. No, me. Me. that would be an office romance. We don't want that. No, but, no. Okay, <laughs> listen. Uh, <laughs> you it's gross. You both uh, need I'm to. Just kidding. So he's not. Everybody <laughs> who's dating, you've got to be careful. You've got to make sure that you're in. That you were all in consensual behavior. That you're understanding each other, that you're not moving too fast. You gotta slow down.
3: I've taken a uh I take a waiver now with me on all my Tinder dates. I make <laughs> oh, my You answer. need to I, take, I make my date sign <laughs> like this is all you have agreed to go on a date with me and uh, we had a good time and we both sign our names and put it in escrow. Before you kiss yeah. before you
2: touch yes
3: maybe before you even hold hands well we have to have our lawyers negotiate that part and then we'll, right. have, a, we'll have a second date after that
1: ladies out there make sure you leave a review and you can compl- give gino a compliment that's what we're gonna do
2: now oh. no and and you can come to hollywood life and read my bonnie says about this because i weighed in yes. on this subject yes. too yeah. clearly you know it's a very passionate topic and it's it's an important topic and also You know, come to Hollywood Life, read all our news. We'll be, I'm sure Kim will be announcing the name of the baby soon. And um, on Friday, we will be downloading our podcast with Trudy Styler, which is a really great interview. So thanks for the reviews again, guys. Thank you. Okay, till next week. Bye.